my friends in Christ. Today's readings are full of wonderful promises, but the promises come at a price. In the reading from the second book of Kings, the prophet Elisha promised the Shunammite woman that she would have the son she so dearly wanted. But there was a price, not just the price of the hospitality she so generously offered the holy man of God, but the heartbreaking price of later having that son of hers die in her arms, for that's how the story later unfolds. In the end, Elisha did bring the child back to life, but there's enough heartache in that story to remind us that life's blessings are almost always mixed blessings. Promises come at a price. In the gospel, Jesus promises that if we receive him, we will also receive the one who sent him, and that if we offer even so much as a cup of cold water to one of his little ones, we will be amply rewarded. But these promises come at a price too. The price involved in putting Jesus in the first place, the very first place, before all else, before self, before father or mother, brother or sister, before all else, for that is what Jesus asks. We pay the price by taking up the cross, losing our lives, being willing to let go of everything, which Jesus says we must do if we are ever to find our lives. That's pretty scary stuff, isn't it? Is it any wonder then that we try our best to avoid it? But when we do accept the grace, and it is a grace, of letting go, losing everything does in the end mean finding everything. I have to be honest and tell you this is something I'm still trying to learn. I'm sure I will try all my life long. We all will. But in my ministry, I get sometimes the wonderful privilege of witnessing this in the lives of others. I think, for instance, of the great privilege I had of walking with a wonderful man as he battled cancer. He fought long and hard, but it was becoming quite clear that his battle was nearing its end. One afternoon, I walked into his hospital room over at Swedish Hospital. He greeted me warmly, as he always did, and I asked him the predictable, but probably not so appropriate question, how are you doing? Ready to go home, he said to me, with his characteristic smile, and eyes just misty enough to make the smile believable. Ready to go home. But it wasn't his family home over on the east side that he was talking about. He made that clear when he told me that he had really lived his whole life for this moment, and that he not only accepted it, he embraced it. His words. When I left his room that day, there were tears in my eyes, but joy in my heart. Joy for him, knowing what God had in store for him. Joy for the great privilege of knowing this good, faith-filled man who ministered so beautifully to me. And here, I thought I was the minister. My friends in Christ, there was someone who really got the gospel and embraced it embraced it in ways I can only hope to. 
The promise of Jesus was very real to him, and he was quite willing to pay the price. He had discovered that losing one's life really meant finding one's life. He had also discovered the meaning of today's passage from the letter to the Romans. We who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. If we have died with Christ, we shall also live with Christ. My friends, that may be homily enough for a summer Sunday. Jesus demands a great deal, but never as much as he gives. He must come first, it's true, before all else, before self, before family, before life itself. He does not want half our heart. He wants all our heart. He asks us to let go, to lose everything, but promises that in the losing, we will be finding everything. And where better to discover this than right here at the table of the Eucharist, where time after time, to use St. Paul's words, we proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. But the death we proclaim turns out to be life, more life than we could ever hope for, life unending.